0: The Sizzle, the first source for hot sports talk from Northwest Indiana on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and wherever you find your local podcast. The Sizzle, the talk of the 219. You know what it is. It's the Sizzle, the podcast edition. Look, man, we've got a lot to get in. We've got to talk about the NFC, the AFC, and we have to talk about the national championship game. But you know how it is. Before we can start any of that, I got to tell you who's in the building. You know who's here all the time. Jay Sizzle, Rich Sizzle, G Sizzle in the building, the Sizzle, the podcast. Gentlemen, let's start off with the national title game. Let's just get right to it. Let's talk about this national title game because it was so hot. It was sizzling. It was fire. I'm just telling you, it was it was it was amazing. I don't know. Rich Sizzle, what did you see when you saw the national title game? What were your thoughts? What did you think about this game?
1: Prediction nailed right on the head. I called it probably months ago. The LSU was going all the way. I don't know if you caught that on recording somewhere, but I definitely called it. I stayed with my prediction. It happened. And yes, good game, yes, but that game was never out of LSU's hands all the way. Handled the
0: business. They they handled the business. They handled their business. Jay Sizzle, what did you see from the national title game?
1: Look, man.
2: I think the the, the the better quarterback was playing for the Clemson Tigers, but the best quarterback showed up. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. Trevor Lawrence was like an MMA fighter. So you put him in there against a Navy SEAL. He might know more holes. He might know more things to do. But that Navy SEAL's got knives stuck all over the place, and eventually he's going to cut him and he's going to bleed him out. That's just what Joe Burrows did. Joe Burrow's is a quiet assassin. He knows what he's doing. He knew exactly what that defense was doing, even when they had him down early in the ball game. Joe Burrow took some time out, wouldn't put on that uh, headset. I don't know who he was talking to. I think it might have been Mr. Brady up there, but he, but he might have been challenging God Almighty himself because he came back, got down, figured out that Clemson defense, and he took him to task.
0: He did take them to school. He did really put together a solid game, Rich. When you saw the game, did you have any question? of what was going to happen as a final reserve. Did you think that Clemson was going to come in and really be able to work their magic again?
1: Yeah, not really. I mean, like Jay said, Burrell just was he just was possessed out there. He looked like he was a man with an agenda. He had a plan. There was nothing that was going to stop him. I mean, the man just was tossing bombs all over the place. He was Accurate, precise, it didn't matter if he was going in the air, laser shots. He was just just all around going with a good poise, just all around precision. I mean, you threw for 463 yards or something like that and hit five touchdowns. There was no turning back for that, and that's the way that you have to play a game like that. Establish your dominance. Let the other team try to uh, come after you, and they could not keep up with it. Jay Sizzle, what
0: does this game mean for Clemson moving forward? You know, it was one of those
2: situations where we saw a really good ball club, that we saw a really good ball club go against a really
0: – You. you
2: uh, I, I i was having technical difficulties here. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm right with you. Hold on one second. All right, I'm coming back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you back?
0: <laughs> Are... I think I'm back. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Uh, okay. So,
2: uh, I'm having technical difficulty, but we're going to keep going
0: along with it. But okay. Let's go.
2: What you saw again that football game was that you saw a Clemson Tiger team that was ready to play. I, I, I was surprised that the defensive coordinator uh Venerables was had them ready to go like that. I, I really hadn't seen Joe Barrows look like that, especially at the beginning of the game. And I started thinking, I didn't know if, if, if Joe Barrows was going to show up, but, uh, their wide receivers are just too good. They're, you know, just an NFL offense and actually run an actual NFL offense. And uh, that it, it just looked like a it like senior getting ready to start his master study against a sophomore who was still trying to figure out what his major was going to be. And that's just what happened there.
0: You know, Rich, we talked about this earlier before we started recording. Does this type of game, does it affect Dabo Sweeney's... Does, his legacy, everything that you think about when you think about Clemson in the past couple of years, is it affected by this performance?
1: We're always going to remember who won. We don't talk about who lost anymore. It's kind of like, eh, whatever. We just want to talk about who's hot. But overall, I don't think it does that at all. Clemson has been a marquee franchise name when it comes to college football for so long. That's not going to go anywhere, and it's not going to go anywhere next year. There's still going to be Heavily in contention, regardless of whatever play they make. So, no, I mean, that's still like, hey, when you're talking about college football, you're still going to be talking about Alabama. You're still going to be talking about LSU, and you're still going to definitely come up close.
0: And it really leads me to this next one for you, Jay Sizzle. Was Dabo Sweeney out coached in this game in the title Yeah, game? I
2: think so. I think, I think Dabo Sweeney was uh, playing. Uh, up against a pro style quarterback with a pro style offense, uh, Joe Burrow's knew exactly what was going on. That's the first time I've really ever seen that at the college level. You see a lot of guys with a lot of great athleticism, but this guy's mind—he he knew exactly what's going to happen. I remember one play in the third quarter. Um, he knew that they had the uh, had outside leverage on the wide receivers, and he knew that the the uh, linebacker in the middle of the field was going to turn and run up the field. And he just waited until he turned around the field, and he ran upfield himself for a 37-yard uh, scramble. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and I think that's what happened. He just got out, coach. He got out, quarterback, and uh, it, it was just really interesting to see this. I never saw a guy in college in this type of command of an offense with those type of weapons. And yeah, he just he got out, coach, but. I think uh, once uh, Joe Burrow knew exactly what's happening, I don't care who you had over there on the other side. Didn't matter who he was being coached against, he was gonna put up those numbers.
0: As a final thought, Jay, give me your last impressions of what you saw that we I'm just up. saw this past Monday. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was going well there. Do you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the hell you are you doing? What? Yeah, we lost three. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Did we lose
0: Greg on his own phone? But well, here's
2: the problem, though. How are you and I still talking to each other and his systems and his systems uh, down?
0: No. I'm listening to both hey, of man. You. Hey man.
2: At the start of that, at the start of that game, though, man. That I mean, um, Clemson was ready to go. I mean, they played really. They played. They were ready to go, man. I was just surprised to see Joe Burrow. That's the first. I mean, I've seen him before, but he was just stomping people. But that's the first time you saw him behind like that. He was just like, cool as a cucumber, man.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, we're not talking about they were, like, behind, behind. I mean, if you watch LSU, their whole concept, hey, what is what's the old saying in, in track when you're out of sight, out of mind, that's kind of how they were. So that, that second half when they just, like, took over the game, that was LSU's MO. And I was just like, once they grabbed that lead, I was like, oh, that's it. They're not, <laughs> they're not letting that one go you know yeah
2: yeah but yeah once they were in once they were in front it was over with i was just surprised to get that they were they they got put down that quickly you know but yeah. but it wasn't really but it wasn't it wasn't that clemson was beat them clemson clemson got lucky on a couple of things you know what i'm saying so i mean their, their special teams came through for them so they, it wasn't yeah. like they they were putting it on them so,
0: okay hey you tell greg what's going on with was what, he doing so i don't know like i said
1: I, 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 i'm I'm, I'm still, still here. Number. Number oh sniper? Did the Jesus sniper get him? Pick him out?
0: Wow! No, no sniper got me. I'm still here. I can hear both of you. Wait, and where were you that? at? Where'd you I go? Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I'm, I'm telling you, and it's record. I'm still hearing both of you. It's crazy. Wow. All right. You well.
1: You're going to have some auditing to do.
0: We're just going to let right. it run, baby. Just got a lot of editing All to right. do. So, Rich, give me a wrap-up of the national title game, what you saw.
1: Listen, when you're going up against the Storm, which is pretty much what LSU is, if you don't have a mountain behind you, you don't stand a chance. And that's kind of where it was. LSU has been that team that just, they don't lose focus. They stay poised. They build the lead, they don't look back, and they just keep going, they keep going, and that's basically what happened with the championship game. Clemson came out pretty nice, pretty good, but at the end of the day, they could not keep up with that fire. And LSU took advantage and kept on
0: mowing. And that's where we're going to leave the national championship game, a game for the ages, one that we think was something, if you missed it, you better go back and T-Vo it and, Something. I don't I don't know what these young, newfangled kids do. Maybe you can get on the YouTube and you can do some YouTube in there, buddy. You can TVO it. You can find it somewhere on your YouTuber because you're going to have to find that game, buddy, and watch it. But we've got to talk. Cool. Oh, my goodness. we got to talk about the AFC. Moving right along. Come on. You like that? You like that? All right. Come on. <laughs> in the on AFC. I, I'm not even going to. I can't. I don't. I don't think I can. I am still in shock. I'm still. I I I can't even. Come on. Uh -uh. Come on. (sighs) Come on. Give it to me. Okay. Give it to me. So for all the listeners who don't know, and for anybody who didn't hear the last podcast, there's one person on this panel who was perfect in his predictions for the games this past weekend. But there's only one person I know that's perfect. And that was our Lord and Savior. Come on. All right. The person who was perfect, Rich Sizzle, break down what you saw in the AFC because it was phenomenal. The floor is yours, my friend. Both, uh, pretty much all four games I called. Exactly how I called it.
1: You like that? There you go. I loved it. I loved it. Matter of fact, the, the football people love it so much. I'm not going to say the person's name, all right? All I'm going to say is after this moment, you have to refer to me as Sir Rich Sizzle because I was knighted after oh, this weekend. You are just I'm just going to put that out there. You so my name ridiculous. is now Sir
0: Rich Sizzle. You, anyway, you are off the chain, anyway. my friend. You are just out of control. You're out of control. Baltimore.
1: <laughs> Baltimore, love them to death, they came out inexperienced and nervous and rattled. And they came up against a rhinoceros running through the hole. He carried the ball 30 times for 195 yards. was ridiculous. He was unstoppable.
0: Oh, it's hot, baby. Hot.
1: Woo! Hot was, fire. Yes. I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson in his year. He still put up stellar fantasy numbers. He was 143 yards. But you could just tell he wasn't the same Lamar Jackson. He was making a lot of very costly errors that cost his team. In Tennessee they they just they hit the ground running and never looked back. I mean, it was uh it was just like, oh my god, who is this team? you looked at it, you thought they were like a team of destiny or something like that, which I'll get to later. And the same thing over on the other side was Kansas City. Now, realistically that game could have easily been fifty one ten, and I'll say why. Yes, those first three touchdowns came, and they just came quick for Houston. But you could tell they were all done because of miscues on Kansas City side. They came out. They were nervous. They had to get themselves together and say, hey, this is nothing. We put up big numbers all the time. Their first score, uh, the Kenny Stills, you could tell that was blown coverage. Then you got two miscues on special teams. And then I guess somewhere Kelsey just said, hey, all right, you guys done? We gave you uh, – we gave is this good, quick boy to make this look interesting. Now the game is on, And Kansas City never looked back. That's pretty much how the AMC wraps up. And like I said, if you'd have followed what I said, Kansas City doubled the point spread. Tennessee did what they had to do. If you'd have followed my advice, you'd have got paid. We'd be sitting here right now talking about what royalties you're going to send to the
0: Iron Sports. That's all I'm saying. You just had to listen to this. You know. Oh, it's hot, baby, hot, Ooh, hot fire. I can't even, I can't deny that what you gave was hot fire information that had you listened to Sir Rich Sizzle, you would be in the catbird seat. So I'll throw it over to you, Jay Sizzle. Give me your impression of what you saw this past weekend with the AFC.
2: Well, the first thing I want to say is that the chef. Don't mess with him. Because uh that guy, uh, Patrick Mahomes he was doing some quarterbacking like I've never seen before. This guy I this guy throws the ball at different arm angles that I didn't think you could throw the ball. And he's so aware. I, I tell you the one play when he was nearly crossed over the line and and he kept one toe behind the line and just flicked it forward like a shovel pass down on the goal line. This guy's just so creative, and, and, and there was no point in time that you looked at it with the Texans, uh, who threw, who are really going to have a chance in that game. Mahomes threw for over 321 yards, five touchdowns. That was ridiculous. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Now, the thing that was interesting about the Titans and the Ravens game was that you actually saw a – Lamar Jackson looked pedestrian. He looked out of sorts. I mean, he looked like um, he tried to pull some magic out. The magic didn't work. But I think what happens when you have a Mack truck uh, (laughs) coming full speed downhill at you for, what, uh, uh, 195 yards, there was nothing they could do about it. And Derrick Henry just decided, you know, I'm a man. You're a bunch of boys, and I'm just going to keep running you over. And that's what you saw. You saw the Ravens get out of sorts early. Lamar Jackson was never really into that ball game. Um, I don't know if he just thought he was going to be all gravy. He was going to be able to do what he did all year. He never adjusted. And you just saw the Titans take a batter in a ram named Derrick Henry and just beat the Ravens into submission. So those two ball games, I, I was surprised. I, I, did, I did call that Derrick Henry game, that he was going to run like that. But uh, I was very surprised uh, that uh, uh, we didn't get a better showing out of the Texans, but they, there was nothing they could do with the Chiefs. So it, it, it was really uh, one of those one of those situations on the AFC that it probably went, went how you thought it was going to go except for Lamar Jackson. Had he played better, they would have had a chance, but he didn't.
0: Moving over to the NFC, we saw some interesting play. Uh, one of the games that was a focus point for me from our last podcast was Seattle at Green Bay. So Sir Rich, walk us through, walk the listeners through if you didn't see the game. What happened in Green Bay on Sunday?
1: Aaron Rodgers was at home, and he played like he was at home. He started the game with fire. He got a connection with Devontae Adams. Seattle had no answer for Devontae Adams. Just as simple as that. And They just went down the field at will. And it took Russell Wilson way too long to adjust himself. And by then, it was too late. The game was already at hand. And that's kind of what you get when you're playing at Lambeau Field. You can't adjust on the fly. And you allow Aaron Rodgers to pick up the pace and pick up the scene fast. It's an uphill battle. You're just not going to win.
0: I don't know. I, I feel... I, I feel like I was bushwhacked. I feel like that every time I get my heart set on seeing the decline of the Packers, something happens, and <laughs> then there they are. Uh, it was horrific. It was terrible. And anytime you let a team just have their way on third down. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Jay Sizzle, did you predict that Green Bay was going to be victorious over the Seattle Seahawks?
2: No, hey, let me tell you something. I thought the Seahawks had a shot in this ballgame, but when you only score three points in the first two quarters, you don't have a shot up in Curly Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers, picked up all the AARP card holders that, that were playing that <laughs> lost, that lost uh, all the quarterbacks that went down, and he held it up for those guys. All the guys who got to use Grecian formula who started walking down the Depends aisle, you know, he, he, he held it up for those guys, and he looked Aaron Rodgers. I mean, uh, and we really didn't see that a whole bunch in the regular season, but we knew old man River had one more in him. Uh, Devontae Adams, 160 yards. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Two touchdowns. There was nothing they could do with them. The, uh, the the Packers defense played well. The Seahawks now made a rally on the back end, but you never thought at any point in time that the that the Seahawks were going to close this distance and catch the Packers. And, and the game was in Green Bay's control the entire time. So I, I wanted to see more out of uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Metcalf never got going. And uh, it was just – well, we talked about this before, Rich. I think we talked about it, that that running back situation with the Seahawks finally caught up to them. And, uh, you know, they just couldn't establish what they needed to establish back there to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. So it was uh, one of those situations you you thought the Seahawks were going to play better. They didn't, and the Packers move on.
1: Absolutely. One thing that I I, I wanted to point out with that game, you're right with uh, Marshall Lynch and Metcalf, but Russell Wilson was – Russell Wilson, he, he had a good game. Uh, the only thing I question is that fourth quarter uh, with two minutes and 30 seconds left and it's you're facing fourth down at seven. And granted, you're in your own territory. I think like around a 37 yard line or something like that. I'm not punting the ball. I'm just not. And that's what Seattle elected to do thinking that maybe we can stop Aaron Rodgers and all Aaron Rodgers need to do was conjure up one first the first down and the game is over. I'm I'm just not that I'm not that confident in my is doing that, knowing that in the second half they're just kind of coasting off, kind of keeping you at base. When you knew Aaron Rodgers was like like uh, like G Sizzle said, you knew Aaron Rodgers was connected on third down like it was not I'm not putting that ball. I'm gonna go ahead and go for the gusto Go all in and just say, "Hey, we need these seven yards, Russ. Let's do this." And they, didn't you know, I, it. they didn't give their best player the opportunity to win the game for them.
2: You know, Rich, I thought the same thing too. I I, I would have went for it myself. Um, and, but you know what? That, that Seahawks defense was playing well, but Aaron Rodgers hit that long ball down the sideline, and the game was over. You know, so I I, I think I would have taken my choice, my chances right then. and I I would have went after that that uh like you said that fourth to seven. And uh, we, we would have tried to move that ball because right now to get a ball back to Rodgers, you pretty much was signing your own death warrant at that point.
0: When I look at the fact that Seattle had not been effective getting to Aaron Rodgers through the the entirety of the game, what makes you think then that for some reason it's a good idea that the conventional wisdom told you to punt and then you'll get the ball back because your defense was doing what exactly? It wasn't like what we saw against Philadelphia, where the defense was making timely interceptions or breakups. They made timely sacks. They were not getting home. So I'm not sure what Pete Carroll was thinking about giving them back the ball in Lambeau Field. I'm taking my shot wherever we are on the field. But one thing I did see, and Jay, you can address this. There was no push up the middle. There was no push in the A-gap, B-gaps. No one was coming for Aaron Rodgers. He was getting comfortable, and then when he did improvise and scramble out, he would make flick. I've never seen a, a, a flick of the wrist where it completes a 20, 30-yard play. So can Seattle compete next season with this defense that they have?
2: Well, I don't think so. I mean, you, you look at a situation where they couldn't get pressure up front, like you said, and they were scared to walk people down in the box and blitz Aaron Rodgers because they were worried about Devontae Adams lighting them up on the outside. And then basically it was pick your poison at this point. You're going to let Aaron Rodgers sit back there and pat the football? Or are you going to come after him and, and then you're going to have to deal with Devontae Adams one-on-one on the outside? In one of these situations: either you got to cover, or you got to be able to blitz to get home. You saw a Seattle team that could. I don't think they're going to be able to do it next year. You know. So,
1: uh, you. No, I'm sorry. Mind you, one thing with Green Bay, their best old lineman, Bulaga, was out. He didn't play.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: You know, and that that was like I thought when I heard that I said, "Okay, Seattle might have a chance because." He's not playing. The bully of that line is not there. And they didn't take advantage of that.
0: You know, I, one of the stats to me that was truly amazing was that they were six for nine on third and long. Six for nine during the game. You can't beat anybody when you allow defenses or when your defense allows an offensive player, just to have their way and just I, – I, I don't know what I saw, but what I did see – I know what I think I saw. And what I think I saw was a team that can compete offensively with a, without a good run game, without a solid run game, and without really great receivers. But their defensive – their front four is so horrific right now that it's just pedestrian – And until they fix that, I don't think there's any hope of them really advancing further in the playoffs come next season or the season after that. So I might be wrong. I could possibly be wrong. But in looking at that game, I didn't see anything that really stood out to me. But let me ask, Jay Sizzle, was there anything else from what you saw from the NFC last week? Because I don't know, do we even need to talk about 49ers and Vikes I, is does that game even register anywhere? I don't know. Yeah,
2: hey, look, let me explain. Let, let me tell you about those 49ers rushed for 187 yards. That, they ran the football on them. Now, are they going to have to do that again this week? Yes, they are. Can Tevin Coleman do it again? They give him the ball over 20 times. Can he go over 100 yards? You're going to have to. You just saw the Vikings sort of run out of gas. You know, Kirk Cousins got knocked down, what, six, seven times now he got sacked, something like that. Right. And they and they held them to they held them to 180 um, yards of fast I think it was 172 or something like that. So you just look at a Vikings team that they were just happy to be there. Uh, they got a participation medal. That was about it. The 49ers <laughs> were never not in control of that ball
0: game. That's exactly what happened. You are a terrible person. You're a horrible person. Let's move forward to our predictions for the AFC and the NFC. Are you ready for some more football? In the NFC, since our resident Sir Rich is the guru of all picks at this moment, Rich Sizzle, give us your NFC and AFC picks for this coming weekend.
1: Green Bay does not stand a chance. I don't care what nobody says. If this game was playing a Lambeau Field, it might be different. So let's look at a San Francisco's defense that held Dalvin Cook to 18 yards rushing Probably a better running back overall than Aaron Jones. Probably a better running back than anybody other than Derrick Henry in the playoffs right now. You like that? And they held him to 18 yards. Their defense, which was hobbled around week 13, 14, now it's healthy, now it's solid. you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to get comfortable in that pocket. Ask him how comfortable he was when they played in the regular season and got blew out. So that game, no, it's going to be about the same way. Maybe not as bad on the scoring. I think Aaron Rodgers might figure out a way to get a few key touches here and there. and might figure out a way to avoid Richard Sherman and get a few scores. But that's San Francisco's game. Don't worry about that one. And on the AFC, kind of the same thing. I think Tennessee's Cinderella event is at its end. What we saw last week was Patrick Mahomes just basically being a guy ninja assassin out there is going to continue. Yes, Derrick Henry will run like it's no tomorrow against a Kansas City defense that didn't really fare well up against the run, but guess what? This defense has been playing a lot better towards the end. So they'll do just enough to keep their Henry at bay. They'll do just enough to keep the title possession favorable, but again, Mahomes I a mean, person we have not talked about all year, mainly because he was hurt. It's back in his last year championship form, and that's going to continue again. You like
2: that? You like that? Look, man, that Packers 49ers game is going to be a snoozer. They they they've scored over thirty-one points in the last five games. I think they're going to drop more on the Packers. Uh, Old Man River, I think is going to dry up. The creek is going to be crackly. We're going to see uh, tumbleweeds going out uh, down Lambeau Field. It's going to be over with. I don't really see them uh, getting off against this team at all. Uh, Packers made a a great run against the Seahawks, but I I didn't see either or or the Packers can make a run against uh, the 49ers. So I've got the 49ers all the way. Now, let's go over to the other side, the AFC. I got to get on this Derrick Henry train again. I got to start up the engine and keep it running. I think they found a recipe. I think they're going to run again. And the only way they're going to beat Patrick Mahomes and No. chef is by keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. So we got to look at a situation. The defense got to play well. And Derrick Henry's got to be able to take over the ball game. So again, you know, I'm always the outlier in the group because I like to keep stuff interesting. So I'm going to call the Tennessee Titans.
0: (laughs) You're telling me. That Henry and the Titans are going to go in and beat Patrick, my homie, your homie, my homie. You, you, that's what nobody. You're saying? No,
2: nobody saw Lamar Jackson going home, did we? No, no, no. You, you don't want me to go much further. <laughs> Bullets. Bullets. No. Hey, this Nothing is a new type. Of, this is a new type of running back. This is a new type of running back. We. we We've seen some big running backs, and we've seen some fast running backs. But this is a guy who just gets better as the game goes on. Have we ever seen a guy in the playoffs come and run 200 yards per game almost? This is almost amazing. How are they going to hold this guy? They they don't have the greatest defense in the world over there in Kansas City. They're porous. They're real porous. They got to score 50 points to win. So um, you got to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. The Tennessee Titans are, are just the type of team that can keep the football. Now we're going to see this. Now, if we see he gets bottled up, they go eight <laughs> man in the box, and 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 the QB can't get the ball out to the outside, then uh, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is going to get. If they go three and out, four and out. Patrick Mahomes is going to light them up. So they got to keep hey, control of the football.
1: Hey, Jay, I got a question for you. Sure. Where is the Super Bowl being played? Uh, where is it? I'm asking. I don't know. I'm I don't know. So I don't know where to be played. All right, well, that's good. So it's not going to be played in Kansas City, right?
2: I don't think so, no. All
1: right, so somehow that, one of these teams has to travel to wherever it is from Kansas City. Are they going to get there faster on the ground or in the air?
2: Uh <laughs> all depends. Uh, all depends where they're going, but I assume they're going to get there faster in the air.
1: Ah, there you go. So you think that Mahomes who's gonna get it done in the air, is not gonna get it done in the air against a Tennessee team that's vulnerable there.
2: Not if he's sit not if sit on the sideline. Hey, look he's not if I, sit on the
1: sideline hey, hey,
2: If this guy if this guy can run again, I mean I, I'm I've been amazed two weekends in a row at this running back. If he somehow can pull it out again and get another 165, 170 yards and keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines, they got a good shot. Because yeah. this this Kansas this Kansas City Chiefs defense is not that great. Not uh, gonna,
1: not it gonna. has improved. And like I said, they're going to do just enough to bother him. They're not going to let him go around and have chunky yards. He's still going to get over 100 yards. Don't get me wrong. He might actually get 200 yards. But it's just not going to be enough.
0: That's all I'm. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this foolishness up because I I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it, and I don't expect to see the Titans in Miami playing for the Super Bowl. I don't expect for them to be at the Hard Rock Stadium because I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So what is I will. Work. <laughs> good. Boy, research is a mother, you didn't, you didn't, You
2: didn't know. You didn't know either. We're all sitting there like, a, uh, I don't know what to ask.
0: Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> research is the best. So, Rich <laughs> Sizzle, give the people something to listen for.
1: You forgot to say, sir, Rich Sizzle,
0: that is. Yes, sir, Rich.
1: I am going to take my knighthood and roll on out. I'll be sitting on the couch watching these good old games. Uh again, like I said, if you tune in on Friday, I will break down
0: the uh Vegas lines and tell you where to get your money at. Tune in for that. Ooh, that's a hot sizzle. Ooh, that's a teaser. That's a tease. I like that. Jay Sizzle, give the people something.
2: Man, I'm going down there to Houston and I'm gonna go see the Astros, see if I can buy it. I think he got some spare uh camera equipment they
0: want to get rid of down there. <laughs> ah, oh, no, you didn't. Ah, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, are the worst. I, I, oh. I think I can get on a discount. Oh, <laughs> you are terrible. You're a bad man. You are a bad man, Daddy. Well, all they, listen- want, all they want is
2: five million dollars. That's all they want is five million dollars.
0: Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're out of here. You're out of here. Listen, if you are listening to the Sizzle right now, you know you can follow us on Facebook. Find us on Messenger. Look for us anywhere on YouTube. Find Iron Skillet Sports. Find The Sizzle. We're there. Listen, you're listening to the best of the sports talk from the 219. We are The Sizzle. We are the talk of the 219. Thanks for listening to The Sizzle Podcast. Sports served hot with two guys and a mic. Thank you for listening to another edition of Iron Skillet Sports presentation of The Sizzle. And remember, it's all fizzle if it don't sizzle, baby.